I'm Mary Angela Abeo, and this is the Face to Faces podcast, a conversation series that provides a platform focusing on the LGBTQ and POC communities and their allies in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, arts and entertainment, and community. In this space, we discuss the human experience in our ever-changing world. My goal here is to remind you that while you may have moments where you feel isolated and alone, there is always an incredible community of people here that is safe. We all connect to people at our deepest pains and our greatest joys. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. Was that new? I think so. I've never heard of before. Thank you. Thank you. Who am I thanking? <laughs> that frightened me. I was like, I'll start off with that. <laughs> I was going to say, what happens when you record a podcast through Zoom? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like we're not alone now. And there's like, Zoom has a Siri that we should know about. We're about to. Make you fragile, Siri. Zoom, Siri. Yeah. Buckle up. Oh, God. Whew, here we go. My friend. Hello. How are you? I'm well, good. How are you? I am, I am good. It has been a few weeks since I've seen you. Um, and I've missed your face. I've missed yours. I love when the Zoom opens up and that's... Yeah. I know, we're both like... Yeah. I mean, we see each other on TikTok and like Instagram in passing, but I feel right. like we both have such busy lives and then we just like swoon over each other's love things and like yes. swoon over like random thirst traps. And then that's all like, and then like, you know, co-miserate over angry white people. And so that's just our, that's our rinse and repeat. I do love our dynamic. It's so cute. Like, yeah, I, I wish you lived closer, but then I also know that we would get in a lot of trouble. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, there are some times when the distance actually does make the heart grow fonder, yeah. or at least the troublemaking grow lesser. Yeah, 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 yeah. I at this point, especially when now things are opening back up. Oh shit! <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I mean, yes, but only for like, like visits, right? Yeah, like, yes. Right when I'm about ready to get in trouble, gotta go. See yeah. you in a month. <laughs> Yep. There we go. It's time. <laughs> well, I mean, to dig into some current events. Yes. Yesterday yes. was a important day. Ooh, you know, yes, it was. And I actually had a beautiful moment. I was able to speak with some students at University of Oregon um, mm-hmm. about abolition. And I thought that it was appropriate that it, it fell on the anniversary of George Floyd's death. <clears throat> and I was pleasantly surprised with how I saw people commiserating and not so much making him out to be this person that gave his life for justice, Mm -hmm. as opposed to he was a man whose life was taken far too soon because it happens, right? We see that we saw it when the verdict actually happened and we thought it was justice. And I think it's really important that we're recognizing that this man lost his life, that he should be here, that justice would have him here. So a heavy day, a heavy day. It's also 
the anniversary of James Scurlock's death, who was murdered here in Omaha as a result of the protests here that we had. Um, Jade Gardner, who died by suicide after fleeing the state after murdering James Scurlock, a known white supremacist, owner of a shitty fucking bar here. Anyways, um, murdered James Scurlock. So it was a, it was a weird day yesterday. Um, but yeah, I think it's important that we just don't think of him as a hashtag. I think I put that in my Instagram post. He's more than a hashtag. He's a man that was taken from his family. He's a man whose daughter is now here without him. Right. You know, when we need to say his name. He's not just a hashtag and that's super important. Well, and I think that there are so many people that jumped on the movement because of him that it's really easy for them to latch on on uh not anniversary i don't like the word anniversary it, it is what it is and yeah um they latch on on those days so i think it's really important to show an example of how that needs to be handled right and you're so right because there was an influx of black lives matters posts yesterday and i'm pretty sure i saw some new fists and profile pictures <laughs> um but the root came out with this article about how um the white allyship that we saw last year has gone by the wayside and it's true we saw peak performative white allyship last year or within the last year and Days like this, like you mentioned, it's an, it's an anniversary, a gross word, but it does remind you because here they came out in droves, mm. ready to keep fighting for justice. Like, like it just got to be put on pause and taken off a shelf. Like, where have you been? Okay. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, in the news also has been the systemic racist training in school issue and I've been watching people in other cities that this is happening that have been like performative activists like not say anything about this is hap this happening in their city and as I was like doing research for this for this episode I'm like wow I know people in these areas like this is shocking to me that I have not heard them say anything on social media about this how, what are your and I know that it's happening in Oklahoma it's happening in areas around you how is has there been any talk around you no the biggest thing that we have here is taking away comprehensive sex educational or sex education mm. health care yeah a friend of mine um actually went to a city for a, a town hall type meeting um to speak on behalf of her trans son because they're wanting to take that education about transness non-binary um gay and lesbian sexuality out of schooling and so one of the things that's saying it's like you know we have these kids that are struggling to stay alive because they don't have any access to learn about who they are right. it's it's dangerous it's it's dangerous just like not having critical race theory being taught in school we we can't just act like this shit doesn't exist because it's uncomfortable to teach right no it's it's and, and, you know, I think the fact that there are so many parents who are using that as the line to draw, like, I'm going to be an activist and I'm, of course, all Black Lives Matter, but, right. and it's, it's wild because I think, um, like, Louisiana is calling it divisive concepts. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> like, 
Don't we live in a divisive concept? Right. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that what's happening? Isn't that why we want to teach it so that there aren't, I'm, it's so back ass word. And it's also like, that, so I've been, I was watching a few of like the town hall meetings at some of the, in some of these cities and the par- the reasoning, mm-hmm. the reasoning is so asinine. It's, well, I want my, I want my child to be able to decide for themselves. What? As it turns out, as it turns out, if we give them the education, they can make an actual decision. You want your child to decide what you've chosen for them by having them in this school. Yeah. It's, it's, it just shows, you know, we were talking about this. I think it was either the last episode or the episode before about, you know, the um, anti-lynching bill still never going anywhere. You know, I, I feel like there are these bills that are all centered around black rights and anti-black violence that are just kind of simmering there with no trajectories. Right. I just, what's so wild, and this is one of those things that's kind of coming to me as we talk about it. The reason why, and the, the, the way that I look at it, the reason why parents are pushing so hard to keep this education out of schooling is that they recognize that they can then keep these systems in place, right? They're recognizing how smart these kids are and how much attention these kids have been paying to what's going on around them, right? So if we can keep the education away from them, then we can give this narrative like, oh, it's online. You don't know if it's actually true or you read that on Facebook. Is it actually true? Or you saw a TikTok. Meanwhile, you know, everybody's learning lessons off of TikTok that we never learned in school about stuff around the house. So clearly something right is going. Right. You know, um, but I, I feel like it's another tool of manipulation, right? To keep the kids in line, to be able to keep this um, level of racism and white supremacy in place. If we don't teach our kids anything different, they're going to keep doing what we've done and we can stay, we can maintain this level of power. Yeah. And, and so now it's going to be on the, the parents mm-hmm. to unschool and reschool at home. And how can we trust white parents to do like, let's be right. <laughs> the answer to that is we cannot, we cannot, that's, we that's can- the answer to that. And yeah, I just, it's so incredibly frustrating. It's just, it's so incredibly frustrating to think that this is what we're focusing on. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> Again, the priority list, like it feels, it just feels, it's not even, I can't even use the word performative anymore. No. It, it, yeah, it just feels wrong. I think that's my only word for it. I think that you're right. I mean, I think we have to stop calling it these pretty terms, right? There was a post of mine that we were discussing and people kept saying fragility, fragility, fragility. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just call it what it is. It's racism. We've been printing it up and making it like a nicer word so people don't have this instant reaction to what it is. But you're not fragile, you are not fragile in your racism. You are quite staunch in your racism, actually. Right. 
So I'm tired of calling it fragility. I'm, I, we just have to call it what the fuck it is. Yeah, that's, that's I, super real. I think that fragility gives it space yeah. for empathy that does not belong there. And that doesn't, isn't deserved. <laughs> that's not deserved by any means. And I think that when we call it fragility, this is how these moments happen. When we call it fragility, in addition to giving it space for empathy that doesn't belong and that they don't deserve, that's also what gives white people this thought that black people owe them something. Right. Well, I'm fragile right now and I'm trying to do the right thing. So you should help me. You should tell me what I have to do to be better. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have patience for that anymore. I just, I'm at a point now where I just, I'm, I think I'm just making people cry a lot. Like <laughs> when these conversations come up, I'm like, mm. can I just, can I just make one really quick note with your dog, just sitting there staring at you? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> we can talk about joy a, a little bit later too, but real quick. So Jax's groomer has been super, super busy. Long story short, Jack's got his first quarantine haircut and it's not great. So it's really good that it's all the way back there because he looks uneven as fuck. But he's just like, hey, what's up? Hi. I just, okay. Is that not precious? Just the cute, just waiting, waiting for you to just say what needs to happen, whatever. Oh, so cute. My little heart. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, in the other news, uh, the Amazon shutting down. I don't know if you heard about that. I did not. Tell me more. Yeah. Amazon shut down a construction site that they were building a building in Connecticut because seven nooses have been found. The NAACP and FBI are involved. The first one was a, was um, a net, not announced. They reported it, but they didn't take a photo. So even this Newsweek article is literally writing alleged, the first alleged one. They have photos of the others, but because the first one was I said, out of everything you're fucking getting here in this article, you need to put the word alleged from the first, as if it wasn't clear that they kept coming. That was the part of the article that just made me, so, it was so petty. It was so white petty, like allegedly. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So the NAACP and FBI are involved. Um and they are being left at certain areas of the construction site hanging on the, on the um, construction. I had to, let me tell you, I heard about it briefly in this little thing on Twitter. And then I had to dig and I was like, why is this not in the new, like what's happening? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Amazon like shut down their construction site, made, making all of these, you know, uh, anti-racist, statements of course right but still (sighs) this is such a specific type of hate crime like and i don't think any i think fbi is now calling it a hate crime but before these were just alleged incidences did did the fbi get involved right away or did it go local authorities first and then fbi local then fbi local authorities will never call it a hate crime Ah, uh, that's why. There is something I, I and I wish that I could find. I might have saved the video. If I did, I'll send it to you. But when you are reporting a hate crime, this creator said, "Go to the FBI," mm. because once you tell the FBI that it's a hate crime, they have to investigate it as such. Local authorities don't have to do that. Wow, that's that's a whole other. 
discussion, isn't it? Wow. Sure is. Yeah. So but we should call the police when something bad happens, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and this, you know, the uh, I'm still stuck on the alleged. Like, I just don't understand. Imagine if it were reversed in any way, like oh. it, in any way that first of all, there's no racist attacks on white people, but let's just say that something was left on somebody's desk and that first thing couldn't be found. Do you know that shit? They would have, they would have enhanced the, the, the next picture that they had and said, this is what was there. And it was this big and it was left with this note and everything, you know, it's not prettied up when it's coming from that end. No, no. So I don't, I'm, I'm going to follow the story because I don't know yeah. what's happening. Please but. do. And please keep me posted. Fucking nooses. But we don't need critical race theory. Yeah, we don't. We don't need. We don't need. Yeah, white supremacist education. We don't. No. Need, yeah, we we're don't. Fine. We're we're doing so great over in. Yeah, that was Connecticut. You know what I mean? Like, oh. And what's gross is that my mind was exactly that. I'm thinking Connecticut. First of all, we shouldn't think about anywhere, but I expect that to be somewhere in the south. Right. Right. I mean, my and first thought is, which way did they vote? You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that sad? But that's where my first thought went. Oh, Jesus. Well, to, to, to move from, uh, yeah, current events to kind of shake that shit from our head. Yeah. Uh, what, what about some personal check-ins? Have you had any amazing white fragile moments in the last month? Because I've had so much fun watching your TikToks. Oh, have I ever. Um, so we, there's a conversation. I've been talking a lot about boundaries. Right. I've been big on boundaries. I get hyper-focused on something. And you and I spoke before. It's really important because I'm taking my own advice with paying attention to my boundaries and making sure to adhere to them. Um, but I had done a video and I'm going to go ahead and call it out. And somebody had said, do you feel like white women respond to other white women better than white women? Something that's very loosely based on it. And I said, absolutely. White women handle the call out about their fragility and racism from other white women, 99% of the time better than they do from a person of color. And I promise you, Em, I think within minutes, I had a pick me person in my comments saying, I don't think you're right. I don't, I don't think it's, it's all white women. I know for a fact that I listen and I'm staying quiet. Are you staying quiet? <laughs> really, really? Because you seem really loud right now, which then turned into, You've proved my point. You have proven my point. I didn't, I said not all white, like I even said those words, not all white women. I said most white women. And then she kept going and kept going. Is this the one that makes several videos? No, that's somebody else. Oh God. (laughs) It's been a bit, it's been a busy couple weeks. Um, This woman was so so set on being the right type of white woman that she could not get out of her own way. And I think that she felt comfortable keep coming back to me because she's one of my TikTok followers. And so the conversation on boundaries is like, I don't care if you've been following me since the time that I started this account. I don't care if we've had every single exchange. There's still a boundary that's set. Right. And when I tell you something, you have to listen to it, especially if you're here for education about black women and how they handle white women. <laughs> especially like the fact that she said, no, I don't think you're right. Well, I, 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 that's yeah. That's the, I, I would have stopped listening. Like 
I, I started my, like, I read that comment and I started my video response before I even finished the comment. I was like, you've got me all the way fucked up. Um, but it's this level of entitlement that is there, right? And I've talked about this before, the way that I do my TikToks and the way that I educate is from a, it's a, a softer level, right? It's um, laced in love, I guess you could say. So it's got that really kind of embracing feeling. And I think that what happens is because I don't get to that point where I'm just, I don't want to say frustrated, but where I'm not being respected or my boundaries aren't being respected, I'm going to snap off. And you're going to see that this is not a level that you get across with me. We don't have a relationship like that. And I still do speak as a black woman for my black self. And you're going to treat that as such. Impressive. She didn't delete any of the comments. Yeah, that's, that is a, that's a feat in itself. Yes. Fast forward to today, um, where I was tagged into a video. I love those. I sent a video where this white woman, um, hot Jewish princess is, I'm going to call it out. I mean, she's, it's a public TikTok. Um, hot Jewish princess is her username. And she was insisting that she's a stud. Um, hot Jewish princess is a white woman. Uh, but she's a stud because she came out in the nineties and they fought for those rights. And she's a stud because she wears the pants in the relationship and she's the most aggressive. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. So how did that reply go? (laughs) So I did, I I did a stitch with it because I feel like those are impactful. Right. Um, and I said, you know what? You're not a stud. You can be as many things as you want to be. You can be a mask lesbian. You can be a soft butch. You can be a full-on butch if you want to, but you don't get to claim this term of stud that is for Black lesbians just because you like it. And then I went to her comments and told her, imagine the entitlement that you must have to Christopher Columbus, a title just because you like it. All the jazz fingers. <laughs> and her response was the same thing. I fought for equality. I fought for equality. Again, you That's didn't still- do shit. You're talking about coming out in the 90s. As it turns out, queers have been around for a long time. I came out in the 90s, and I know that. Um, the, also, the fact that we were built on the backs of Black trans activists. The fact that a stud has nothing to do with how you are in a relationship. And wearing pants and being aggressive. Like, that has nothing to do with any of it. Wearing the pants. First of all, using that line, talking about lesbians. How many times do lesbians get asked that question? Who wears pants? Who's the man in the relationship? She also said that back when I came out, all we had was lesbian, gay, bi, and trans. We didn't have all that other stuff. Oh, other stuff. Good Good to know. Good to know. That's how you phrase it. It was, I mean, and it, it came at a perfect time because I had done another video about not gatekeeping um, sexuality with Pride Month coming up. And, you know, we just celebrated, we just had the celebration of Pansexual Panromantic Day and our pan and bi siblings get discarded often, right? Um, discarded, disregarded, ignored, not validated. And then this shit. And she's so insistent on using this. And it's like, why are you fighting? So why do you want this so bad? I was like, you want to be black so bad, but until you have to be black. And my cousin commented, she's so smart. She's like, you know, they want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. Oh, and that's the truth. 
That's a great one. That's great. Like I am um, shy. My partner shy was just saying the other day, there's a difference between someone who's queer and someone who's gay. And I was like, Oh, say more. And someone who is gay, someone who is queer is inclusive, is anti-white supremacist, is informed, is education. That is queer. That it is, a, it is a, it is more than just being gay. It's an umbrella term. Yes. And then there's gay people that, and this, this hot Jewish princess is gay and not queer. And the fact that um, watching her comments, she was very strategically deleting any comments that did not agree with her. Mine stayed. And I think it's because she wasn't stupid enough to delete the comment of a black person calling her out. She did, however, uh, call on the memory of her ex-African-American girlfriends. Stop. Which is, which is why she could use that term. Um, didn't I wear the pants? Didn't I? Didn't I? Oh, no. I have to go look at these comments after this. Oh, it's, it's a hot mess. Like, it's a steaming pile of shit. So and, um, you know, she's saying like this, again, fighting for equality. I'm like, you're not, you're not fighting for shit at this point right now. You just want this. You see something that you want and you're throwing a temper tantrum. You have found something that you like. You want it. You're like, oh, I love that. I'm going to take it for myself. And why do you need it? Why do you, are you like, what, what? For no goddamn reason. There's none. And the minute, the minute that, the minute that she were to face any type of true oppression by using that, she would drop it so fast. In a second, like a hot. In a fucking second. I mean, that's the, (laughs) that's the same as uh, the, uh, Italians being white posts, like (laughs) Italians wanting to use the term POC yet when it does not like, okay, that whole thing, first of all, that whole thing exploded to a point where I just had to ignore it and like mute the notifications. Cause I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting involved. Like there was a satire post of a Republican teenager, which that whole sentence itself just makes me want to vomit bile anyways a republican teenager making a satire account about you know liberals that they're making fun of whatever i knew it was satire the reason i stitched it is because i was told growing up that italians were not white Mm -hmm. i was told this by family members so i made this stitch and shook a bottle box of pasta because I just thought it was funny because I wanted to get, (laughs) I wanted to get people's attention and I had a box of Dikeko right there. So I was like, Hey, let's do this. Um, the amount of pissed off Italians that didn't think they were white. Like what? It's so funny. The amount of people that said, Oh my God, it's satire. Didn't you know? And I'm like, Oh my God, have you read the rest of these fucking comments? You idiots. Like people really think it's necessary. But my question, my, I guess my question is, is a, a question, a statement again, what is this desire to be declared or seen as a person of color, but only when it's convenient? I swear to God, it's, it's all it is. It is truly like, it goes back to my cousin's statement. They want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. And it's true. We are fucking magical human beings. Black people are fucking magical 
you cannot tell me anything else. However, because of that magic, we have the backlash of it. But all that's ever wanted is that part of creativity, the part of originality, the part of wisdom, the part of knowledge, ancestral, all of this, all of that sounds really great. And it's fun to cling on to until it gets uncomfortable. It's like, never mind, I don't want it. Well, and that's what a lot of kind of, not historians, but people that acted like fucking historians in the comments, because they all do that. Um, <laughs> everybody's a historian. And everybody's a fucking historian once you talk about something like that. And they were like, well, back in the, so everybody was like, yes, all Italians are white except for Sicilians. And I was like, oh my, okay. Like, listen. And then it was like all only Italian Americans are white, but not Italian Italians. And I was like, oh, okay. Like we weren't treated white for so many years. Okay. But are you now? Is this, is it the same? Were Italians enslaved? Like we're like, let's, can we unpack this? And then one person commented saying, tell that to all the Italians killed by the KKK. And this is where I literally threw up whatever I was holding into the air. And I was like, this is real. People really feel this. Italians really feel this way. I'm going to spend the rest of my life just battling the racist Italians in my family. Like, what the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the actual, and then other people were adding in the comments, let's not get started on on uh, Irish people who think they're black. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, every Irish person that defends their dreads. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought I was like, what kind of red hair freckled shit are we talking about? No red hair freckled shit. <laughs> Is making you black. I'm confused. Yeah, no, that was a... Um, that was an interesting one for me because I still have a lot of people. I have people that came and found me on my Instagram that were like, I came, okay. I found you from this post. My, um, my uncle is from Sicily. Does that make in my part black? And I'm like, wait, what in the, how no, much you aren't? Oh. I just, ah, I was looking through. So because I, you know, I'm a cancer and I like to just make myself cry. If I can, I was looking at my Facebook memories, nothing worth crying about, but still fun to look at. And last year at this time, I said that you can that you can support a marginalized community or an oppressed community without co-opting the oppression. And how valid is that today? I feel like white people have gone from this end of not having anything to do with dismantling systems of oppression to now this end of saying, I am so enmeshed in it that I too am black. <laughs> Not how that works. Not at all. But I feel like that's what's happened. I feel like, because again, it's the nature of white people to come in and swoop something up and make it their own. Right? Like, we just want our own shit, but we want equitable access to everything else while we have our own shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just, there's this, I don't understand this need. I mean, I do understand, obviously it's hypothetical, but why can't there be the understanding that white people can make a difference without taking over the situation? It's like a pompous director coming into a play. This is bullshit, sweeping off the whole set and then trying to recreate it. When really, we maybe just needed to raise the curtain a little bit in the corner. 
Well, and I think it's, it's the natural um, way of the white community and white people in general to not understand something unless they center themselves. So they seem to think that they need to completely center themselves in order to help. That's exactly it. It's the same. It's the same thing with when I make a comment or I make a TikTok, and I will have stated, and I'll spend my entire sixty seconds talking about something. And you know how often I have white women coming in and just saying exactly what I said. <laughs> I had made a video the other day saying just a reminder that black people don't owe you shit, especially in, in regards to education. And somebody came through and said nobody is, owes anybody anything. And I had no choice but to use that sound of, that's a great point, Diane. Thank you for bringing that up. Like, again, that's what I just said in this whole video that you watch. But thank you for paraphrasing. I I don't need cliff notes. Like, of my own fucking video. Like, yeah, I I think that right now I'm, I'm definitely like, okay, I've watched a video that you did and you were like, somebody this woman like made like four videos talking to you like in a row earlier this week like responding as to you know like it was a cancel culture kind of uh yeah just you know we need space to be given this you know yeah oh that one she was on my ever loving nerve. And then I was, I was doing one of those, I was uploading a video and then yours came up and I was watching it. And then I was doing this whole comment and then it, my video flipped on and I was like, God fucking damn, I'm never gonna be able to find it again. That one, that one. Yes. And thank you. Cause I felt like I wanted to talk about that one. That one was about somebody first. It started with somebody defending white fragility versus how to be an anti-racist. To which I responded from my bed and I was like, you know what? No, but thank you. And then here comes this person saying, yeah, no, I think it's great. We just need to have these spaces with like panels. And I'm like, yes, with black educators that get paid. Right. She's like, yeah, but I think it would also be great to have like a white person there. So when it's done, I was like, so hold on. You want to have a whole panel where black people dispense this labor to give this education. And then when it gets too hard, you want to have them be able to go sit with a white person in that same space to be coddled. And her excuse was, no, I just feel like it's going to be easier to do it that way for the people that aren't quite ready. If you're not right, if you're not ready then get the fuck out of my way. If you're not ready, why the fuck are you here? Like, and just kept going with it. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, they're there, but they might need a little bit extra. Cool. Not on my fucking time. I think I'm going to start doing little like drive-bys of all your videos where I just respond in comments and go, shh, 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 just stop talking. And I'm just going to comment you. that like every time, shh, shh, just, shh, no, there is- I'll just stitch them. I'll stitch their shit and just be like, shh, shh, just stop talking. No more. Just, just, shh. oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Our it's friend not- L has a water yeah. bottle. Yes. Yeah. Every Have time. you seen Elle's water bottle? Where no. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, I, I, I proposed to Elle in a comment the other day because I was like, will you marry me, actually? Because you're like my favorite. Her comebacks, her burps, her everything. Oh I'm just God. like. They're fantastic. Oh, it was on the Hunger Games video with the. Yes. What is that shit show? <laughs> And have you read the name of the sound? The name of the sound is Go Get Facts. The the name of the sound, the sound was created by a black creator. And it's like, go get facts, you fucking idiot. But because they don't read, they're all just doing. And then, and then the whistle. So you obviously haven't 
even read the book or even seen the movie to understand that, wow, you got this wrong. Wrong. All wrong. And I don't know. They come out of the woodwork for Elle. Like, I'm like, oh, you poor human. (laughs) Nowhere. Her, like, I will see a video of hers posted and then 10 minutes later, it'll have 3,000 views on it. I'm like, that's fantastic. But it's probably because it's being like cycled all around to people that just come for her. I'm like... Leave her alone. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, we're, I'm going to start having like little key terms that I put in both of your videos that I'm like, hello, sh- shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, it's and it's it seems like it's been picking up a little bit lately, just because we're now connected too. So now we've got like cross pollination, if you will. I just, you, coming back to what you said, it's about centering white people still, and will forever center themselves. And I think that we need to have a situation where another white person explains to us why that's not okay and gives us an example. I think the situation that I had with my partner, Shy, where I was feeling humiliated in that book situation, mm-hmm. and they looked at me and said, all these feelings are valid to say here, not to take there. And I think that that just that small choice stayed with me. Right. So, okay. Well, then they, okay, you're listening to, Okay. I don't need to center myself there. I need to deal with it here in my own space. And it was nice. There's two things why that works for you, hearing it from a white person. You actually want to hear it. Right. Um, Very real. And you would hear it from a black person too. You heard it from a white person because you were having a moment with your partner. Yes. Right. We're talking about situations in public where a black person can say exactly that and it doesn't click. But then you have a white person. I've seen it so many times where white people are on another white person. Oh my God, it makes so much sense now. Thank you. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, that's- it's like almost verbatim. I've seen it where somebody has stitched my own or duetted my video. And they've done at least the decency of taking themselves off camera, right? So that what, my, what I'm saying is uplifted and what I'm saying is, is boosted. But on that video, oh my God, it makes so much sense now. Why are you saying it makes sense to the white person that told it to you? You don't like, that's not where the lesson came from. White people are regurgitating and it's tricky, right? Because I want white people to teach other white people, but it shouldn't be their only source of education. No. And not only that, but we should not continue to allow the credit to be taken. Like in those comments, we should go, Hey, actually, Watch the original original video. This is not my, you know what I mean? Like steps need yeah. to be taken. That's another level of accountability too. It's like, and that's a, that's a really great point. Like, yes, great. I'm glad that you're getting it here. Go, go look at the original creator because they're going to have other content about it, right? And it's like, it's not even about gaining anybody as followers. It's about having this reach on this information and, it's like it's it's a tricky situation it's a tricky situation you know we know that black creators get suppressed on the app on the app we know that yeah um but you make a good point there's a way to address that by sending white people that watch other white videos to the original creator yep instead of taking credit (laughs) it's it's wild i've seen it happen so many times where i see a video that's been duetted and the duet has 25,000 views and the original has 5,000 views on it. 
And that's and it, it, it doesn't make any sense. But again, it's that catch 22. It's like, okay, okay, now 25,000 people have seen it, which means 20,000 more than what this original video was. But, but we know in those comments, nobody's saying, go check out this original video or go check out this person's content. And it's, it's a tricky situation. Like it's, we're, we're chasing our tails until we burn this shit down. Yeah. I like that part. Burning shit. Burn, burn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that happy note, um, let's <laughs> Do you have it? I mean, I find that a happy note. I mean, that's just where I, yeah. uh, we yeah. got to burn it to rebuild it. So, I mean, do, do you have any joy to share? I saw something adorable. So did I. And I thought of something. Say it. Okay. So have you seen um, that dance that the creator Roni boy created to Natasha Benningfield's song? No. So it's that, um, what's the name of that song? Standing at the bike page before me. Oh yes. Okay. Um, so that they've been going around everywhere. It's these, it's, it's a young black creator who has like his dance crew that he takes with them. It's never the same people, but they might separate and they do it. They might just show up in a crowd. So it's almost like this. Um, what's it called? Oh, um, like a um, flash mob. Yes. Flash right. So Natasha Benningfield did it the right way. I'm going to double back real quick. Jimmy Fallon had that one creator on that's been duplicating every other black creators dance and had her doing the dances and it looked like um, three day old pasta water that had been sitting out um, in a hot kitchen with olive oil in it. So um, it was not great, but Natasha Benningfield had them come to her show, sang the song acapella and had them do the dance. So not only credited the actual dancers, brought them to her show and then did another video where she was learning the dance from the creators. I love that. What a, what a amazing way to fucking fuck right off to the white creator that benefited off it without actually having to say fuck right off. She did it so, so great. Like there was a series of a couple of videos and then she opened it up to um, have other people duet with her while she was doing the dance. Natasha Benningfeld is a national fucking treasure. She's been around for a while. And here's why I love her. She minds her own fucking business. And I feel that's why she's aging so well. I have always said that white celebrity celebrities age well because they mind their own business. Paul Rude, backwards. But do we ever hear anything about him? No. So same with Natasha Benningfeld. And so she's dynamic. And that brought me joy because these young men, I don't know how old they are, but they look like they're probably in their teens, early 20s. This dance that was created that white people have been doing too. They've at least been crediting the dance, but they do it in the comments, not in the actual captions. Right. And here comes Natasha. So I want to sing for you. It's beautiful. I, I love that so much. Isn't that adorable? I'm going to go find it just because you told me about it now. I'm going to send it to you because I haven't saved. I'll just send it to you. Yeah, I, I love that. I was watching, a, I watched a video with Lil Nas did like this YouTube channel thing with these little kids answering questions about what does it mean? What is it like to come out of the closet? And like, what does that mean to these little, and you know, he had to edit his answer, I'm sure. Oh, and he was so sure. cute. He was like, it's like, I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm this thing. And you don't know that I'm this thing. But now, you know, <laughs> I was like, I love Lil Nas so much. He's one of my favorite creators. Like, he's hilarious. He did this one thing with, um, and sorry to Android users, but also 
Um, he did this thing where he said his phone was taken away by his publicist. So he had this Android phone and the video was all glitched out. <laughs> I, as an iPhone user, I'm here for that though. Um, I am living for Lil Nas right now. I am living for everything that he's doing because he is not only living his truth. He is saying, fuck you to anybody who told me I was wrong before. Well, and I love that. Fuck you to the people who thought he was coming out on on live that that it was a publicity stunt when he started i saw a whole article about that when he was like i was really worried that people were going to not believe that i was gay right it was so hard to even come out because that's what young gay that's what young black men do for fun is come out that's what, yeah that's the easy step that they need to take as a young black youth already risking their lives every day this should go well. I'm gonna say that I'm gay too. Like that's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. The, when when um the the most recent video that got so much love came out, um there is a TikTok by a by a, a I think she's a nun. She's like in a she's she's like a religious figure from a big church or something, mm-hmm. and she like duets or like stitches this video talking about how like he's like defaming and blaspheming and she i'm gonna send it to you because she's like no this is somebody processing the trauma done to them in the church and i was like yes yes nancy the nun yes i'm here for this like it was dope as somebody who was raised catholic and was afraid to come out for so long like i i get that i was like as a preacher's kid 100 percent. are you a preacher's kid i did not my daddy was an associate pastor so (laughs) yeah we could have a whole conversation about that. that oh, would be- yeah. I mean, we should have a whole religious episode, I feel like. Maybe we should do that for my birthday. <laughs> which is in July. Yes, I can't tell. <laughs> we don't want to do that for you. But you have so many other thing, amazing things coming for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, Are we going to leave that statement alone? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some excitement um, on the horizon. Mm. That's joy right there. That is joy. There that is, is a little joy. bit of blush happening on your. There screen. is. Uh, for anybody who's listening, I'm super sorry that you can't see this part because I am ready. Oh my god. Or yes. or I'll just edit it into <laughs> the trailer and it'll be totally fine. Blushing. Okay, fine. You can do that one. Okay, you can do this. Every other trailer is usually me going off on white people, so this might be a nice one. <laughs> we'll just do a funny blooper trailer this time, and it'll be like us freaking out by the new audio in the beginning as well as uh Portia blushing about how many times I'm going to use the word come so <laughs> <laughs> we are queer and socialized as women so uh that this word is true is oh my god I can see I can see myself blushing in my camera this is yep. fine everything is fine it's, everything is so fine plus we're um on the edge of cancer season so Oh my God. And I'm coming through. No pun intended. All the way through. (laughs) I did that shit to myself. (laughs) You basically did. You basically did. I love these days. days. Thank you for making me laugh once again and making me think and giving us your time because every single time that is a selected uh, choice. So I love it. Uh, as a reminder, we will be, or do we want to rehash this tomorrow? We will. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll yeah. be, we'll announcing 
we're announcing, we'll announcing. This is, I'm so, I'm so flustered right now, Em, and this is your fault. Little did I know that's the only word that would do this. Nice job. Okay. So can you, can you sign us off, please? Cause yes, I can't. Um, uh, we will be live uh, at the end of Thursday, the day this airs to talk about this on Instagram a little bit and do a little Q and a, we have no idea what time yet. We're going to talk about it later. So check our social media posts. We're all, we're just flustered. That's we're all. Flustered. Fine. Thanks <laughs> again for being here and we'll see you next month for the capacity. Thank you all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes. We hope you'll join our quickly growing online community where there is always someone to hold a space for you if you feel alone. If you have an idea for an upcoming guest or topic, please don't hesitate to reach out. All social media links and contact information can be found at my website, MaryAngelaAbeo.com. And until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, wash your fucking hands, wear a damn mask, defund the police, pay the fee, basically continue fighting for the rights of indigenous and black lives everywhere, including and especially black trans lives, and do your part to abolish all forms of systemic racism. I'll see you next time.